0: Mike Trout isn't asking for a trade yet. Mike Trout said on Monday, you know, there might be a time. I haven't really thought about this, but you know, when I signed that contract, I'm loyal. The Angels were unable to keep Shohei Otani. Angels are projected to be the fourth best team in the American League West. Angels have a bottom five farm system, uh, according to most rankings. Mike Trout's under contract for seven more seasons. How long until the Angels are competitive? Who
1: makes the playoffs first the Raiders or the Angels oh the Raiders Ooh.
0: oh it's the Raiders you sure yeah it's not hard to envision the Raiders going nine and eight and getting wild card spot next okay
2: year. who makes the playoffs faster the Panthers or the Angels <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one I can't you <laughs> know, know the look Panthers. they haven't
1: they haven't he, I think he's gone to the playoffs one time got swept yep
2: he's he hasn't gone three, since he was 23 three
1: playoff games he's played three I played they, they got swept um I'm surprised he's not asking for a trade.
0: I like seriously, it's hard to like. When are they going to be good? Right. Like, When are they going to be a legitimately good baseball team that could win something? They're they're projected to be fourth in their division. Like the the only reason they're not last is because the A's. Because the A's is yeah. Because the A's are there. So they're not good, and their farm system's terrible. This isn't like a hey, we're a year away, and then we're gonna have four we're gonna or have five a bunch of good prospects come here. up. They're bad. Their roster, MLB roster is bad, and their farm system is bad, and their division is pretty tough. So when are they going to be good? I don't know. He's got seven more seasons by year five, five years from now maybe, if everything goes well and things
1: don't go well for the Angels. So probably never.
2: There's no way he's in L.A. in five years.
1: He had a quote also about faith and family. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. It's wow. the number one priority. Angels out here. They got yeah. family as. Part. Yeah. I mean, he had he had a quote this past week when they asked him about the trade.
0: If I played for the Angels, I'd be like, "Yeah, we suck." My priority is my family.
1: <laughs> I'd be like,
0: "Yeah, I'll be here. I'll I'll be on the mound or wherever I am, but my priority is not this team. It's my family. We're terrible."
2: Does he finish his career in Philly? I don't know. Doesn't he like Philly? Isn't he a big Eagles fan? Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. you never know.
0: You'd probably be close this, to home. Here's the thing. If he doesn't ask for a trade now, if he asks for a trade in three years, he's probably going to suck a little bit.
1: Well, he can't stay healthy right now. Yeah, well, that's I been mean, a problem for a long that's time. That's been a, that's been his issue, as great as he is.
0: But like three years from now, he's probably going to be an above average player. He's not going to ever truly suck, but he's going to be an above average player making thirty plus million dollars a year, and you're gonna be like, eh. We can call a guy up from right. AAA that could play, you know, ninety percent as good as this guy, and we pay him a million dollars instead yeah. of thirty-five.
2: He probably just wants to see what post Shohei Ohtani Angels look like and see how bad they are before he requests he, a trade. He he was here before <laughs>
1: Ohtani. He got to see that. <laughs> yeah, but he, he knows what it means. He he
2: knew
3: pre-show. He went to the playoffs done. without his, Ohtani. His
2: blinders are on after the last few seasons of Ohtani. Yeah,
3: great question. Yeah, again, great question. San
0: Diego State could be a four-seed in the NCAA tournament. So the selection committee does a mock top 16 for the NCAA tournament. And in that mock top 16, San Diego State was 14th overall, which would make them a four-seed, in the NCAA tournament. They are top 20 in net and
1: Ken Palm. Good sign for the rest of the Mountain West? I mean, it can't be a bad sign when you're number one team. Uh, at least a team tied for first right now is up to a four seed, right? I That's what I took it as because that that is – like, here's the thing. They're they're
0: not giving them, like, a one or a two seed. Not that they no. deserve a one or a two seed. No. But they're giving them a four seed, which means they clearly respect the actual numbers that the Mountain the metrics, West yeah. have yes. this year because Ken Palm and Nett both like the Mountain West quite a bit this season. And if you go simply by Ken Palm rating, San Diego State's 18th. they got the highest in the Mountain West. New Mexico's 25, Colorado State's 28. Like, they're not far behind. Right. So if there is this respect, then we could have San Diego State as a 4. New Mexico and Colorado State could be like five, six, Sixes, seven 6, yep. something like that. And, and then, now you're already at three teams. Yeah. And then Utah State's 41, Utah State. Boise's 50, and Nevada's 45. Right. So there's a real chance that you get – not only could you get maybe 6 in, I still think it'll be 5, but maybe you could get 6 in, but you could also end up with like – four or five teams that are the better seed in their first round game. Mm-hmm. Like you might not just get a bunch in, you might avoid like the 12 and 11 seed line and get better seeds. So I I took it as a good sign now. There is the one the other thought that I had is maybe San Diego State gets the respect separate from the rest of the Mountain West because of last year. Yes. I think that's a real possibility and they say okay, they went to the championship game. They're top 20 in net. They're clearly right. a top four seed. New Mexico, those guys suck. Give them a 12 seed. Like, I think that's a very real possibility as well. But Mountain West has good metrics, and the selection committee seems like they're going to reward at least San Diego State for that and maybe the rest of the conference. Next question. This is a weird one. Desiree Reed-Francois will be the next athletic director at Arizona. She was the AD at UNLV. Hired TJ Otzelberger, Kevin Kruger, and Marcus Arroyo. She moved to Missouri. She's been there less than three years. Uh, Here's where it gets weird. One, she's leaving the SEC for the Big 12. And right now, I think most people would be trying to do the opposite of that. Two, she's taking a slight pay cut from about $1.3 to about $1.1 million. And according to uh, Ben Fredrickson, who covers Missouri for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, tweeted, there was, quote, Friction between Desiree Reed-Francois and an oversight committee Missouri created for the athletic department.
1: Yeah, she didn't like people overlooking what she was doing on her job. This was not uh, her choice, and uh, it's almost like a weird Board of Regents situation. Except even even worse. Yeah. Because the Board of Regents was just approving approving contracts. contracts, These people oversee all of athletics. And they just created it. Yes. Like a month ago. So if I'm her, I'm like, well... What kind of job do you think I'm doing if you the oversight? She went to law school at Arizona, so there's some ties there. A um, little weird to lose, leave the SEC, yeah. though. The comments that I read on
0: Twitter, which I will admit is not really the best way to gauge this, but Missouri fans are pissed about this. And they're pissed about this oversight committee because the football team just had one of its best seasons. Mm-hmm. The basketball team's actually very, very bad. They're winless in sec play but the football team just had one of its best seasons apparently missouri is doing extremely well nil wise like they're they're bringing in quite a lot of money nil wise and a lot of people were giving her credit for how good the nil was the athletic department and the football team was and so they're not very happy that there was this oversight committee created that, that might have pushed her out right And she left the SEC for Arizona, which is still surprising to say. And the funniest thing to me, her son Jackson, right, who is a walk-on on on the Missouri Uh, basketball team, team. he tweeted like, "Love you and bear down." (laughs) The (laughs) responses, a bunch of them were, "We stand with DRF (laughs) to Jackson Francois." It's great. I love that part of it. But a very weird scenario where she kind of got pushed out, or maybe just said, "I'm not dealing with this crap." Right. see you later, took a pay cut, and went to what's projected to be a worse conference right. into the future.
1: Great question.
0: Also, uh, weird story here. Ashley Scoggin plays for the UNLV Lady Rebels. She transferred in from Nebraska. She is now suing the University of Nebraska. Uh, the Lincoln Journal Star has a story on this. Um, so Ashley Scoggin has a lawsuit that claims an assistant coach at Nebraska – groomed her into a sexual relationship. She says that Chuck Love told her he could make or break her career based on their relationship. Ultimately, uh, they did have a sexual relationship. Members of the team, her teammates, caught the two in a hotel room on a road trip. At some point after that, the head coach, Amy Williams, then allowed players to interrogate Scoggin and Love for hours in the locker room according to this lawsuit they both denied everything scoggin says that love even encouraged her to claim she was mentally ill the lawsuit names not only love but nebraska and nebraska's athletic director trev alberts because he was apparently made aware of this according to scoggin he was more worried about avoiding embarrassment than actually helping the student athlete nebraska didn't uh, initiate an investigation until she filed a Title Nine complaint, even though she told the athletic director about it before
1: filing the Title Nine complaint. Not good story at all. No, I mean, uh, if this guy did this, Chuck Love, uh, horrible, horrible stuff. Yes, um, uh, and make or break your career. Um, say you're mentally ill. I mean, if this is all, you know, verified bad guy.
0: Yeah, uh, he resigned following that season she was dismissed from the team Far, i think actually during that season um so neither one of them obviously a part of Nebraska anymore right uh, ashley scoggin is here but yeah if he was basically using his level of power, power yes to, to influence to, yes. her into a sexual relationship and then when caught saying well just claim you're mentally ill
1: horrible yeah. stuff yeah
2: and if the AD knew about it and didn't, didn't do anything? Well, it didn't
1: uh, begin an
2: investigation into it. Yeah. There goes his job, too.
0: I am curious what happens on the AD side because they did have a Title IX investigation, but it came but after, after she, she, filed she filed a complaint. A complaint. Yeah. And I, she says that she told him about it. She'd already told him about it. And us. he didn't do anything. Right. So I'm, I'm curious what happens there because the other part, I don't know the timeline between the two. Like, Between her she, saying it and then she, not doing did anything. Did she tell the AD on a Wednesday and then on a Thursday she filed a complaint right. because, okay, he didn't open an investigation in 12 hours? Okay, now. Or months. Yeah, if he told, or if she, excuse me, if she told him on, you know, February 11th. And, in March, and then March there still wasn't an investigation. Right, then I think that's a different story. But we don't, I don't know the actual timeline on that. I don't
2: care about your next question.
0: Oregon, and Wash- Oregon State and Washington State have gotten rid of George Klyovkov. He was the Pac-12 commissioner. Starting on March 1st, Teresa Gold will become the new commissioner. She was a deputy commissioner with the Pac-12. I don't know anything about Teresa Gold. I was surprised that they were hiring from within.
2: Does she know she's only got four months of a job before there's no longer I was a Pac-12? say, does she know she
0: has two teams? Yeah, that's all she's got. They're going to keep it together. They're going to stay alive. Um... Uh, maybe that's why they hired from within, because nobody from outside right. I mean, was going to take, take, take the job. But it's like, if you're getting rid of the guy who you sort of blame for this, you're hiring the somebody that was right below him? Like, couldn't she have done something? I mean, maybe not, but I think you'd want somebody from the outside. But yeah, the Pack 2 has a new commissioner starting on March 1st.
1: I, uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry, I just got off the <laughs>
0: There were four made baskets in the final 6.9 seconds of Oregon State and UCLA. Women's college basketball has the advance rule for timeouts. So other team makes a shot. Even if you get a defensive rebound, you can call a a timeout. Move the ball up into the front court. Oregon State wound up winning on a buzzer beater. We had four shots, lead changes in the final 6.9 seconds. The NBA, the WNBA... And women's college basketball all have the advance rule. I mean, men's college basketball does not. Does not. Should they? I think have it's it? more
1: exciting. I think it gives you more of a chance for last-second shots. You get four in six point nine four and seconds. Four six point nine seconds. I mean, I think it's more. You get more. You get more last-second shots that are legitimate shots more so than. Well, what happened with UNLV? You know, you DJ Thomas runs up the court, yeah. finds Kalen, uh, Kalen Boone. He really doesn't have a great look at a three, and that's the only shot they get. I am torn on this because
0: from an entertainment standpoint, th- you should absolutely have the advance rule. It's phenomenal, right? You get plays like shots, right? Like they, we got four of them. Right. It's phenomenal. It increases like, okay, yeah, the other team just took the lead with 2.4 seconds to go, but we can still answer because we can move the ball right. all the way up the floor. So I love it from the entertainment standpoint. I hate it from the, like, fairness
1: standpoint. Why should you because get to move? Because you've given up a basket. What? Yeah. Why should you get you've to move given, the ball? three fourths of the way up the court. Because you didn't defend well yeah. enough to uh, limit a basket on the other end. It's the only like you just get to move the ball three fourths of the way just
0: because you have a timeout left. Like that's unbelievably stupid. Like here you go, move the ball. Like imagine the NFL if you had a timeout in the final minute, and ah, you move it twenty we yards. Get, yeah, we get an extra thirty yards. Like right. that's it's bizarre to me from a fairness standpoint that that rules in place but from an entertainment standpoint it's great so okay. i i don't know i'm always torn on this when i'm like should this be i i'd role? have to
1: choose to move it to half court just because i want to see more shots uh,
0: yes from an entertainment standpoint i think that's where i would go to because yeah I because like, of what happened here we would have much rather have seen UNLV get to draw up a play absolutely from, from half court yeah to try to get a shot. rather than hey you've got to go the length of the floor in right, 5 seconds of, or yeah, whatever and then it was just kind of toss one up yeah like it'd be better so i I think I'd lean towards it, but part of me is still like, yeah, it's not really fair. That's not how that should work. Like, you know, you just get the ball because you had a timeout left. kind of right. stupid. All right, coming up next, we're going to get into the Golden Knights because they got to play an AHL team yesterday. Into the left corner. Stone plays it up top.
2: Martinez shoots safe. Rebound chip just wide. Now Carlson scores. William Carlson in the blue ice. 2 nothing Golden Knights. Four and a half minutes in.
0: You're
1: on the elevator up to the press box with Graney and
0: Bischoff. We are trying to give away $2,024 every weekday. Lotus, our company here. We got a good contest. Lotus-wide contest here. Here's all you're going to need to do. You just need to have our text line, which is 702-364-1100. All you're going to need to do is text the keyword, the jackpot code word, Two seven zero two three six four eleven hundred. 1100. This is Monday through Friday. You got to get your text in between 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. And it's a new code every day. Every day you send that in, you're entered to win $2,024. Today's code word is TARK, like Jerry Tarkanian, just T A R K TARK. TARC. So text TARK to 702 364 1100. And you're entered to win. Ed, put your phone down. You can't win. <laughs> and you say, are entered to win $2,024. <laughs> tomorrow, there will be a new code word. Tune in tomorrow to hear that code word to enter to win. So again, just text Tark to 702-364-1100. And you're entered to win $2,024. We'll do it again tomorrow with a brand new word. 702-364-1100. That's the text line. Now. Golden Knights
1: beat the Sharks yesterday, four nothing. Are the Sharks a real hockey team? I mean, they hit, <laughs> did hit two posts within the first two <laughs> minutes of the game. I thought they were actually going to take they, a lead. They were good for like yeah. three minutes. They were and then really the Golden good for three Knights minutes. scored on their
0: first shot, and it yes, was over. And it was over. Boy, they're bad. <laughs> they had actually won five of their last nine. I don't know how before losing to the Golden Knights on Monday, the Sharks. Have an eleven game losing streak and a twelve game losing streak this year. Two separate ones. I think they the started out season. the season with one. Yes, that was the eleven gamer to start the season and then that what that's not they lost the first eleven games of the year and that's not the worst losing streak of their season. Yeah. And we're not even done yet. They ended up losing all four games to Vegas this year. Yep. Uh this series is over. The Golden Knights outscored San Jose eighteen to five in those four games. They're not very no. good. And so Here's what uh, is a dumb but possibly slightly legitimate question. Mason Morelli made his NHL debut for the Golden Knights yesterday. He's 28 years old. He spent seven seasons at the AHL or ECHL. He played 44 games for Henderson this year. He scored a goal on the power play, had an assist as well. Do you think he's played AHL teams that are
1: better than the Sharks? I think he should be playing on the Sharks. (laughs) Maybe the Sharks after yesterday like, we got to trade for this guy. (laughs) He just got up. It was his first NHL game took the took the lap and everything, <laughs> um, probably not the ECHL, probably not the ECHL, but AHL. Uh, I mean, the sharks probably are, AHL
0: teams that could compete with the sharks. The, the sharks are, com- are fielding an AHL level yeah. roster ultimately, so I think like Mason Morelli yesterday probably was like, oh, well, this isn't much different, right? <laughs> it's like Henderson. <laughs> I think he has ten goals in forty four games at Henderson, so it's not even. He's not like. Bruce Cassidy yesterday, he played on the fourth line. Bruce Cassidy mentioned, like, yeah, he's kind of filling in to do some of the things that Jonas Ronberg does, and we're not really expecting a lot of goal scoring. That's not really what he's here for, and then he scores a goal anyway. and so, he has an assist. So he's probably like, you know, these Sharks yeah. aren't they're not very good. I could play against them <laughs> every game to Play in the play for them. That'd be great there. Also, Logan Thompson had his first shutout of the season. Does it count if it's against the Sharks? Okay. All right. Uh, Sidman tweeted this out. The Golden Knights have have three shutouts this year. Two are against the Sharks. One is against everybody else in the league. (laughs) Um, But Thompson shutout. It was his first game since January 27th because they had their five-day break. They had the All-Star break. And Aiden Hill had played in every game since they returned. Logan Thompson, if you remember, was sick. Uh, for a previous game that he might have ended up playing in, but he was sick and couldn't play. So that was his first game since January
1: 27th. How much does Logan Thompson play the rest well, of the season? I mean, given their injury issues, I'd make sure he's a little sharp. I'd make i make sure he's somewhat sharp given their injury issues, and it, we've seen that these goalies can go down at any minute, so I wouldn't be playing them one out of every eight or nine. I I'm really curious to see. Because coaches, I think, do
0: this more than they probably should, and that is get overly reliant on their top goaltender because they view regular season games as we can't afford to lose, especially this. if they're winning. Right. And I'm curious to see how Cassidy handles this because it's been pretty clear this year that Aiden Hill is is better than Log. Like, there's right. a, there's a gap. Yes. There's a significant gap between Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. Aiden Hill gives you the best chance to win. And if they are in any sort of must-win scenario, which I doubt they will be until the postseason, but if they're in any sort of must-win scenario, it should be Aiden Hill. But I'm curious, is Bruce Cassidy able to step back and say, all right, we don't need to play Aiden Hill 75 80% of the games. We should keep this at a 60-40 split. 30, 60, 40? Because for two reasons in my mind. One... Aiden Hill has been hurt. Right. And it's not just this year. It's not just with the Golden Knights. Aiden Hill's been hurt in his career multiple Mm -hmm. times. One is just simply keeping him fresh, rested, as healthy as you possibly can. Well, and the other is keeping Logan Thompson sharp. In case Aiden Hill gets hurt. Right. Because it's not – given what we've seen with this team and goaltender injuries and given that – what was Aiden Hill, the number four goaltender last year? Yeah, at one point. Yeah, and given that they were – That's who they had to use. It worked out well, but that's who they had to use in the postseason. It's not crazy to think, uh uh-oh, Logan Thompson's our starting goaltender for game one of the playoffs or at any point in the playoffs. So I think there's two reasons to make this, you know, a 60-40 split or something like that. And, by the way, Logan Thompson's not some terrible goalie that you're going to lose every game right, with him out exactly, there. You're, exactly. You're going to win games with Logan right. Thompson out there. So that's the part of it that I am interested to see because coaches like to play their best guys, even if it means, that ah, we're not getting them as much rest as probably recommended or we should be or whatever it is. And I guess I would ask this of, of Bruce Cassidy when he makes those decisions what's important for them playoff-wise? You mean matchups? Like, is it important to just get in? Do they care about we need to be the two seed and have home ice in the first round? Or even do they think we need to get the one? Like, we need to chase down Vancouver and get the one. Like, what do they deem important? Because there's a real chance that playing a 60-40 split that could cost Vegas home ice in the first round. Sure. There, there's a chance they could lose three or four extra games. Yeah. And Edmonton, Edmonton passes, passes him, them. And now they're the 3 seed and they go to Edmonton for 4 of 7 in the first round. How important is that to Bruce Cassidy? I don't know. You might look at he might look at that and say that's not a big deal. Like we can we can beat Edmonton even if we don't have home ice advantage or he might look at that and say, "Oh my god, we have to have home ice advantage. Get out there, Aiden Hill." Like I think we it's have the to former
1: too. That's. I think it's the former. I think he thinks that they would be able to beat them. I mean, given how they've played against yeah. Edmonton,
0: that's how I would lean to. That's what I would view as important. Now, to me, where the line of like really important would be is falling to a wild card spot. Right. But I don't think that's going to happen. L. A. is not that close. It could still, but I don't think that's going to happen. They'd have to really collapse here. But if they, if we're, if we're suddenly talking about, uh oh, L. A. could win tonight and push Vegas to a wild card spot. That's when I think you say, "All right, we got to ride Aiden Hill until uh, until the season's over because we you fall into a wild card. Now all of a sudden, you're going on the road to either Vancouver or Colorado, Colorado where it ends or, up winning yeah, on the other side. Exactly. Dallas, so Colorado. That's one where I'd say, "All right, no, thank you. Like we gotta we gotta ride Aiden Hill. But if it's just home ice in the first round versus Edmonton, like you're kind of locked into that matchup, which maybe they're not, but you might be locked into that matchup, and it's who gets the game one at home." I think I'd rather have Aiden Hill as fresh as possible than worry about where Game 7 of that series would be. All right, coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, Charles McDonald joins the show.
1: He covers the NFL, but only a college football team can bring him happiness. Back-to-back Nats. Perfection wears red and black tonight. 15-0, the Dogs have done it. Yahoo Sports, Charles McDonald joins the show. Follow him at 4 verts on Twitter.
0: Charles, please excuse me for one second because I've got to clarify something. We're we're doing a contest here for everybody, for our listeners. They can win $2,024. Apparently, I didn't uh, enunciate my words very well when I said this. The word you guys are supposed to text in is Tark, T-A-R-K, Jerry Tarkanian, Tark. Our text line right now, we have Park, Talk, Take, and Tarn. It's TARK, T A R K. So if you texted in and you didn't text TARK, do it again guys with TARK this time. Otherwise, you're not in to win. Hi Charles, how you doing?
3: Hey Charles. Good. Hey, I'm uh, I'm doing all right. Sounds like a <laughs> bit of a user error on your part, right?
0: I, I I might be an idiot. I thought I did this right, but literally five people texted in completely different words. I don't know what's yeah, happening. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but it's TARK everybody, T A R K to 702-364-1100. All right, Charles. Um uh we asked this question to start, if you were coaching in the NFL, would you rather coach for Antonio Pierce or Magic Johnson?
3: <laughs> um Magic Johnson because he's the owner, I guess. You know like I feel like we can all see uh like I'm rooting for Antonio Pierce. I hope he gets this done, but I don't know. I could see him being a one and done just based on the circumstances of being a promoted interim coach. It's happened before. Um, or I'm thinking of like Freddie Kitchens when he got fired by the Browns. Um, I don't think he was there much longer than a year after being the interim. So, you know, if I'm going for job security picks, I would probably align myself with Magic Johnson. But I, I wouldn't feel great about it, you know? Because, <laughs> like, what. what what the hell does Matthew Johnson know about running a football team? <laughs> Don't, barely knew how to run a basketball team. So um, I, I I think that that's where you have to go just for, like, self-preservation. But it, it's dicey either way.
0: I, I am in love with Antonio Pierce as the Raiders head coach simply because he will not stop talking. And every time he talks, he gives some ridiculous quote, like we have the Patrick Mahomes rules, like the Jordan rules, the Pistons had, and all of that. Like, he is either going to become – the most beloved coach in Raiders history because they're going to win and he's going to give these quotes for the entire time, or he's going to be gone in a year and a half because he's talking about the Raider way when they're 3-20 and 20 halfway through his second season?
3: Oh, yeah. Like I feel like you're only going to hit one extreme or the other with him. Uh, I will say, I, I think this staff is, is good enough. For him, I uh, like I I I think Luke his fine. I don't really think that was such a terrible hire, um, and we know that Patrick Graham, like the second half of the season, the Raiders have one of the best defense in the league. So you know, I think there's an avenue for it to work, but you know I would say just get a quarterback, man. And I know that that's such a lazy cop out <laughs> answer for like every single team and woes that they could potentially have, but you you just got to get a quarterback. Um, just like once you're there, you can start talking about like maybe we can like actually compete with Patrick Mahomes instead of like yeah we we got the win last year in Kansas City, but they weren't really competing with Kansas City for like the vast majority of the season, you know. So uh, you still got the boogeyman in your division. You got Jim Harbaugh. Um, I, I think the Antonio Pierce stuff can work, but you're just gonna have to get get a. You have to get a quarterback. I think if you don't get a quarterback, it probably goes downhill pretty, pretty rough or you know, pretty quickly and in a rough fashion because uh, the rest of the division has pretty, pretty good potential outside of Denver, who is just totally quitting on next year and possibly the year after. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope Antonio Pierce works because he clearly loves being the head coach of the Raiders. Uh, I think it suits him well. I, I like the swagger. I like how he speaks. I think it's, it's going to be a fun time. Uh
1: okay, so everyone says that and I, I totally agree, but what are what are the odds? Put it at a percentage right now and uh given that what the hall would be that they could get up to the top three, or anyone could get up top three. Do you think those well, three are locked in?
3: I don't know if they're locked in. Like, you know, if I'm the Patriots, I I would probably trade down three. Well I, I would either trade up to the top two or trade trade down from three and just try to collect first round picks, but you know, I, I've said this before. I, I think the cost to trade up this year is going to be like absolutely astronomical because all all of the teams at the top like need quarterbacks. I think we've seen as guys have retired over the past couple of years, and maybe the seats have changed on uh, which quarterbacks are starting where. Uh, there's kind of a, a there's, there's been uh, there's been an influx of teams that really need a quarterback. Uh, and would probably be willing to trade up for at the top of the draft. But the teams at the top of the draft need a quarterback too. Chicago's probably going to take one. The Commanders desperately need to take one. New England needs to take one. But are you going to take Jaden Daniels at three? I don't know. I'm not I don't know if I'm there yet. But even then, like the Patriots, they have to consider it. So the top three teams in the draft all need quarterbacks. Which and and the, I I think the top of this quarterback class with Drake May and Caleb Williams is pretty strong. So. I would need a lot to move off of those picks. Uh, you're probably starting at three first-rounders, uh, plus maybe two seconds to get you in the game, and then you know, then you're battling with other teams to get you to, to see what what they're going to be willing to offer. Too. I mean, it, it would be an astronomical price to the point where maybe you see if you can find someone in free agency. You will make a run at Kirk Cousins, and then uh, just stay at 13 and pick a pick a defensive player to, to save you on that side of the ball.
0: I feel like I watched quite a bit of Caleb Williams the last two years. I watched a lot of Jaden Daniels this past season. I don't feel like I've watched a lot of Drake May. Is he is he actually this good?
3: Yeah, he's good. The, the only problem is the ACC is a dying conference, and no one gives a crap what's going on over there anymore <laughs> because uh, Clemson's falling off the of Florida State at the mighty Georgia Bulldogs shows. They're a fake dynasty, a fake team, and you want to cry about the 63-3 to score Seminoles fans? Well, our third stringers are scoring on your third stringers. How about that? Uh, but yeah, I, I do think that uh, I, I do think Drake May is really legit. I don't, I don't think he's a perfect prospect by any means. But you know, if you're if you're talking about you know the profile of a guy that could go number one, I think he checks off a lot of boxes. Like uh, you, you talk about you know the size, arm strength, accuracy. Um, down the field. I think there's going to be a, lot, a pretty big shift for him in, in terms of the style of offense. He's going to be playing in the NFL from what he played in college, but uh, all the tools are there. And, you know, I, I think he's a pretty good player, but I don't think you can go wrong with either him or Caleb Williams, really. Uh, but I understand people see. UNC, number 10, and think Mitch Trubisky, but it's not the same thing. <laughs> but he's, a, he's a much better player.
0: How yeah. much of uh, the NBA All-Star game or just NBA All-Star weekend did you watch?
3: Um, I actually watched uh, – well, I didn't watch any Celebrity Game or the Rising Stars game. I was tuned in for, I would say, the vast majority of All-Star weekend, like the night uh, – because I wanted to see the dunk contest to see if Jalen Brown would do anything cool, and he jumped over Kai Sinai, who was like 5'3", and Kai was sitting down in that chair. I'm like, dude, this is—you didn't jump any higher than you did in like a regulation setting. Like, if there were if there were nine other NBA players in the court, you could have easily pulled that dunk off too. Uh, so I, I was a little disappointed there, but I did watch the three point contest. I watched the Brieuniverse Death. I tuned out the skill contest pretty quickly when Anthony Edwards started using his left hand and. Clearly, he wasn't going to take it seriously, so why would I watch that? I came back about 30 minutes with three point contest. As far as the actual game, well, I think I watched like three minutes of it. Uh, I don't know. I, I know that they're never going to try, and that is what it is. I thought, you know, the, the sad thing I don't know if it's kind of messed up to tell I'm going to say it anyways. But I think the sad thing is like, it takes something as tragic as, like, the death of Kobe Bryant to get them to try in an all-star game. <laughs> and I think that that's an unreasonable ask for that to happen every year to get these guys motivated. So this is just kind of is what it is. Uh, I know people are pretty upset at the East team scoring 200 points, but, like, there's still another team on the other side that could have tried to play some defense. And as Anthony Edwards said, they see it as a break. They're not going to take you seriously. So at this point, should any of us take you seriously.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing, I don't think there's anything they can do to change their minds at this point, right, in terms of the format of the game?
3: No, the only thing that, that could change their mind would be, like, the union or the league stepping up and coming to a and say, hey, like, we will massively increase the bonuses for the winning and losing team because I, I think I think now the wing team gets uh, $100,000 piece. Losing team gets fifty thousand dollars a piece. Then, if you're an All Star, if you're an NBA All Star level player, a hundred thousand dollars is not moving or shaking much, in anything for you. So, I, uh, I think maybe the only way you could do it is if you say, "Hey, we'll make it five million and one million or something like that." Uh, but as it, as it is now, there's no real reason to try. They're on vacation for a long season. It is what it is.
2: How soon before we get a five hundred point All Star game?
3: Five hundred points? Are you talking about combined points? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> this
2: year it was uh, three ninety-seven, I believe it was. So we're not far off. It's a lot of points. Yeah, Dave. we're not
3: far off. I was about to say five hundred. Like I, I know I'd like to, to, to talk in the morning sometimes too. But geez, <laughs> a lot. Uh, uh, I, I'll give it. I'll give it three years because the thing is too. Like as much as people complain about you know lack of defense in the NBA. There is also the very real truth that these guys are like more skilled than any other basketball players that we've seen at any point in the history of the sport. Like, dude, Victor Wanyama is seven four, and he's participating in the three point, or you know, doing like the three point uh, part of the skills challenge, and he's shooting threes mid game. Uh, at some point, like that, just, like the, the offensive, the offensive skill town becomes something that not most people can defend. And I think that's why we're seeing a lot of like these high scoring volumes. Uh, so I'll give it like three years before we get to that point because once you get to the point where like Victor Wimbiana has a few years and he's strained three to like a 40% clip and then you have whatever monstrosities have come in the league after him and you have no defense being place played, yeah, I think then that's when we can hit a 500-point game.
0: He's Charles McDonald. Follow him on Twitter at 4 Verds. Thanks, Charles. Thanks, Charles. Later. Um, by the way, James – on our text line. Yeah. It's Tark with an R, not talk. You people keep texting in the wrong word. Can I not talk?
1: T-A-R-K.
0: Yes.
2: R as in radio. Yes. Radio.
0: Tark. Jerry Tarkanian. Tark. Text that Do to 702. Do any want to win 2024 I, I, I think they're just screwing with me Well, at this I point. mean, you have a chance to win over two grand. Yeah, well- might be better to screw with me. Yeah, $2,024. We're doing a contest. Text the word Tark. Tark to 702 364 1100.
2: Our higher ups are going to think that we're not right. like promoting it because yeah, they like don't I'm have a, a like, single person. Right. Why did you
1: guys keep saying talk? Yes, no
0: idea. Please, somebody text Tark to 702 364 1100. Not talk or take or TARN or park. Tark. I also uh, appreciate Joe saying. Ed sucks, but not as much as Danny.
1: Thanks, <laughs> Joe. I, I answered Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. We appreciate it. Answered Joe like I answer my emails for the columns. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you reading. Appreciate you listening. You're 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 doing more for
2: us. Yeah, you help us you out. You help
1: us out, Joey. Good job. Joe's the best listener. Obviously, he loves me. He didn't say that. He just said we suck. Uh, by <laughs> default, Joe
2: loves by me. Default. That just means that you suck less. He's listening. He doesn't the-
1: like you two.
2: He must love me. In the order of suckage, apparently I'm at the top. Yes. Followed by Ed and then Tyler. Yeah.
0: Uh, Joe loves me. All right. We've got tickets to
1: give away that do not include our text line. We just got another one, Tarn, <laughs> and another one, Taro, and another one, Stark. Yeah, they're, oh, doing, they're just screwing We got me. one. Tony. Tony got Garcia. got one. Tart. Oh, they're just screwing with me. Good That's job. all they're Good doing. Good job, Tony. All right. Good job, buddy. We got tickets to give away
0: that have nothing to do with our text line. We got two tickets to the Las Vegas uh, Las Vegas College Baseball Classic. Four Division I teams coming to Las Vegas Ballpark March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Two games per day. We've got Oklahoma, Cal, Ohio State, and Pitt. All coming out here again, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at Las Vegas Ballpark. We've got two tickets for you, 702-364-1100. That is 702-364-1100. Caller number four at 702-364-1100 is going to win a pair of tickets to go watch some college baseball. This is the Press
1: Box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas.
0: The Eastern Conference set a record in the nba all-star game for most points scored they went over 200 damian lillard was named the mvp as he scored 39 points and hit a three from the mid-court line ed
1: does the nba all-star game need to be fixed i can't give an opinion either way because i forgot it was even going on (laughs) i I did i'm not going to sit here and rip it i mean this is what it is um they're not gonna. They're not gonna put out maximum effort, and a lot of the reasoning was uh, coming out of it is, you know, injury, p- potential injury, and you don't want to lose a guy for the year and say, oh, he got hurt in the All-Star game. But I have no desire to watch it. But it, that doesn't mean I, you know, care enough about it to like stand in a soapbox and say this is terrible, and you know, you gotta, you gotta fix this, and there's things wrong with it. If you don't, you're, I guess apathy might be worse than anything, right? I mean, or maybe it's not. You didn't watch much of it.
0: No, I uh, had it on one of my three TVs, but I was actually watching a TV show instead of watching the NBA All-Star game. I don't care about it, and I'm confused why so many people think it's a big deal that the game is not a competitive yeah. basketball game. It's, an all, it's the it's All-Star, an All-Star game. game. We, d- we don't care. When the season comes back around, we don't ever look back and think, I mean, oh man, what a great all-star game football
1: does flag football right I, <laughs> I <laughs> come on
0: I I guess I just don't understand why people want the all-Star game so badly to be something
1: like I don't I, 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 I totally agree with you I don't know what it's just it's it seems like it's just another thing to complain about yeah like Larry Bird before
0: the game gave a quote about i hope these guys give some effort like we used to back in the day or something and i'm like and to be fair larry bird wasn't like just complaining and all that he was just saying he hopes they give some effort but like what's it matter like what's it matter if in 2024 the all-star game is not as competitive as it was in 1985 exactly like i I don't know it just seems like okay if you want to watch the all-star game watch watch it it. if If you don't don't if you don't like the effort then don't watch it don't tune in right find something else to do I think the NBA is in a pretty good spot where they have an intriguing skills competition situation. I do find interest in watching a three-point contest, Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu, Mm -hmm. and a dunk contest, even when it's a bad dunk contest. I could care less about the NBA skill stuff, or excuse me, the NFL skill stuff. I don't care about the quarterback passing thing. I don't care about long snappers tic-tac-toe or whatever the hell they do or dodgeball like i the nba though and i don't care about the nhl one that much either they tried to do a fun thing this year and it kind of tanked but the nba like people care about the dunk contest and people care about the three-point shootout and do something cool like steph first sabrina just make that the all-star weekend yeah like we yeah hell if you told me there wasn't a game but they're all going to get together we're going to have three-point shootouts and we're
1: going to have dunk contests different and, skills, match-ups yes. and all that
0: just do that i'd be perfectly
1: fine with that but I don't know. There's some desire for the all-star game to be. I know imported. how you change it. You, for those guys, you offer more money. Like Charles said, a yeah. hundred thousand and 50,000. It's, you know, obviously to the Irish person, that's a lot, but to them, if you're splitting that up,
0: I'm not, I am not risking any sort of injury for a hundred thousand dollars. Not when I'm because, making $20 like it, million dollars a year. Yeah, And if I'm going to become a free agent, Right, I'm not risking. Oh man! What or if I'm I in get, line for a max deal. Yeah. What if I get hurt and I blow my chances at a fifty yeah. million dollar contract in the offseason because right. I tore my ACL? I'm not doing that.
2: And also, what what actually needs to be changed? Does it matter that there's not much defense? Like, does it matter that there's not twenty five steals in the game or twenty blocks? Like, it doesn't matter. Just put up points.
0: I think the. Well, I think what ultimately happens too. By the way, is like this All-Star game, the score was you know twenty plus. It was a twenty plus point margin for the entire fourth quarter. If that had been a two point game, I bet we get significant defensive effort. Yes. Like if it's a legitimate. Oh, if it's close coming game, down to it to win the game. Four, I think we get legitimate they... defense. But when it's twenty points. Right. They're not going to try. Yeah. Kevin Durant's not going to be like, all right, I got to get a stop here right. and cut this lead to eighteen. It doesn't doesn't matter at all.